Hi, and welcome to Fossilfern Christian Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message, and it will both challenge and inspire you. I want to speak on something this morning that I believe that is really binding a lot of people up. You know, the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 1.7 that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Three things that our world really needs to hear. Three things that we've been robbed of. Three things that the enemy has covered our eyes with. Because self-love is predominant. Not love for others, but self-love. Power, we all want the power for ourselves, but it's all his by the Holy Spirit. And sound mind, we need sound mind. We have never, ever had so much mental illness as nations, as a world, as we do now. Can you agree? People are just bombarded with Thoughts, all kinds of thoughts. Because why? The mind is the enemy's playground. Yeah, if he gets you there, you're gone. That's why we need a sound mind. We need to bring our thinking under God's reign and rule. That's why the scriptures are there. They're there for you and I. It's our manual of life. For you and I to adhere to that will help us. It's not there to restrict us. It's there to help us that we get through this journey of life. And I bet it's the only, uh, it would be the older generation that would agree with that. The ones, let me say, over 60. I can say that now because I'm 63. As I said yesterday, we can't let go of the three because those years were vital. You can't have the 60 without the three. And I'm proud of it. You know, some people don't get there. They don't get that privilege. And yet we have that privilege to help the next generation say, hey, you can do it. You can do it. We're here with children with you. We'll help you. Isn't that what it's all about? Our world is dictated to by fear. Our younger generation is is fearful in a different way. Do I look good? Do I fit in? Am I saying the cool things? Have I got the right clothes? Have I got the name brands? Fear of not having all of that. Do you know the kids that get teased at school and bullied because they don't seem to fit in? just sad sad so there's different kinds of fear but the one that the enemy uses is the one that binds us up that we cannot be the person who God has called us to be spiritual fear and yet it shouldn't be you know the King James version includes 29 instances of the phrase be not afraid The New American Standard Bible includes the phrase, do not fear, 57 times. And do not be afraid, 46 times. Yet the, the phrase, 
Do Not Fear is in the Bible 365 times. One for every day of the year. <laughs> Do not fear. Be not afraid. And yet we get bound up with so much fear. And yet if we live by the word, it continuously. Fear not. Be not afraid. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. All those scriptures, you all know it. But fear, even as Christians, Christians are living in so much fear. Fear of the future. Fear, that, fear they're not going to have enough. I've never heard talk about superannuation in my whole life than I have in the last few years. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. You've got to do this. You've got to have that tick, 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 tick. What if you don't even get there? What if you don't get there? Have you got enough fear to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that salvation is secure rather than everything else that we're ticking the boxes off? Because some people, they have all the boxes ticked, but then they're given so many weeks to live. And yet they've feared all those years for that moment. That's why it's... Take one day at a time. Plan like you're going to live forever. But hey, plan for this day. This day. Live in this day. Otherwise, you'll get bound up. Bound up with your head. You'll be all over the place. Steal your joy. Rob what God wants you to do. Fear's a horrible thing. How many's had to struggle with the spirit of fear? Show your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Rampant. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 26, verse 3, it says, He will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on Him, because we trust Him. He will keep us in perfect peace. Not your bank account. He. Not everything you possessed or possess, but He will keep you in perfect peace. Because he is our perfect peace. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. We all know this. Oh, most of us know this. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your paths. He will direct your paths. The word direct there in the Hebrew literally means he will remove the boulders that come in your way. He will literally remove them. How good is that? He's on it. He's always on it. And yet we get caught up so much with the fear, the anxiety. And our, our world is rampant with that these days. Colossians 3, 5, it says, Let the peace of God rule and reign in your heart. Let the peace of God be your portion. You don't have to trust in those other things. Trust in him. Let his peace reign and rule in your heart. Isn't that good to know? And yet, we're so easy at letting it go. And we jump straight away to the anxiety, to the stress. Oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? When really we just get the scriptures, meditate on them, ponder on them. And allow Holy Spirit to pour his peace into our heart. 
who gives the answers. Fear is a horrible thing. And you know why a lot of people are tied up with the fear, with anxiety, with stress? Is because they don't know the perfect love that cast out all fear. His name is Jesus. And he cast out all fear. You see people, they get, they get that peace, they get that love. And they let it go easy. In the hard time, they run to him. When things start going good, they repel. Next thing, they're going through a hard time again, we'll run to Jesus. Why not stay there? Why not just stay there? Why not just allow him to be the God of your life all the time? To be that perfect peace that casts out all fear? Why don't we just stay in him? Instead of in him when it's good, out of him when it's bad. Come back to him. He gives us that, that peace that surpasses all our understanding, the Bible tells us in Philippians 4, verse 4 to 8. He gives us that peace. You know, those who have, have struggled with fear, you need to share your testimonies. Because our young generation are just tied up and bound up with fear of the future. They don't know what tomorrow holds for them. But in him, they can rest assured that whatever happens is going to bring them through. But who's going to tell them? Who's going to tell them? You know, we all went, you, you all know we went to Planet Boom and we had a great time. And, and there, Reggie Dabbs stood on that stage. He's been doing what he's doing for like 40 years. Did he say 40 years, Hannah? About that, wasn't it? He was, now he's an old, well, he's aged. He's not 63, but he's probably about 53, maybe a bit more. Uh, but there he was, you know. He, he, he comes out and he's, you could tell that he's struggling walking and he gets on the stage. But oh, he preached his testimony with fire in his bones still. After 40 years and he's still doing it. And the altar was absolutely packed because the kids needed hope. They need answers for their future. And yet, you know, there's a generation that's so tied up with fear trying to secure and protect the next 10 years that they're not even thinking about that generation because, hey, we want to make sure we're secure. And then you've got those that are quite secure, haven't even passed yet, and their kids are fighting over their inheritance. Absolutely shameful. It's a generation that's all about me. I heard a story where one person turned around and said to their dad, you can't sell that because it's not your inheritance. How rude! How rude is that? But that's the mindset. That is just... Hey, it's out there. But they're so bold as to me, mine, I, 
not thinking of anyone else. We have got something inside of us that the next generation need to hear. Because our generation is bound up with fear. Fear of the future. We probably have had a fear of death. Oh, I remember years ago at 25. I'd known the Lord for about two years and the spirit of fear just grabbed a hold of me like never before. I'd never experienced anything like it in my life. And I could not even think straight. I could not even maneuver straight. This fear of death just got a hold of me. While, while I, and I was a Christian, while I went to church, I felt safe around the believers. And, you know, you'd book up a little bit, and as soon as you got home, that thing would bind you up again. And you couldn't even, you were so bound up. I was so bound up. Couldn't think straight. Couldn't think straight. And I went to the doctors for help. <laughs> and this doctor says to me, oh, I know what's wrong with you. He said, you're anxious. It's anxiety. And I'm thinking, I've got a spirit of fear. Mind you, at that stage, I didn't know it was a spirit of fear. I just knew that I had a fear. And he said, oh, just take two of these. I take these, you take them. And so I went home and Dennis was at the Philippines on a mission, his first mission trip, and I went home and I took, <laughs> I took two of those tablets. Next thing, there I am on the lounge. Woo! I didn't give a rip. I was just having a jolly old time. And um, next thing, my kids are jumping off the walls. And it was 11 o'clock at night and they were still running around and I was just out to it. And I, I, I got a grip. And I got the kids in bed and everything, and the next day I was just absolutely worse than I was before I took the tablets. And I just got the whole lot, threw them down the toilet. And I remember crying out, God, I need you. I need your peace. I need your peace. And I went to the church on the weekend, as you do, and I got prayer. And uh, pastor probably thought I was cuckoo. You know, one of those women. <laughs> he probably thought I was one of those women. But, um, <laughs> you know, sometimes we're a little bit quicker. But anyway, I got some prayer and I came home and I, I went to the bookshop at church and I bought this book by John Haggai and it was How to Win Over Fear. And I read that book and it was just life. Something in that book triggered something off and it got me on my knees and asking God for help. And I remember a perfect peace just coming inside. Just a perfect peace. I went back to the doctor. <laughs> he must have hated me. I went back to the doctor and he said, oh, how did you go with your tablets? And I said, I don't need them. And he said, oh, they take a while to work. And I'm like, two hours for me and I was... <laughs> And he, he said, oh, he said, well, you seem so calm, full. And I said, well, I read a book, How to Overcome Worry and Fear, by John Agar. And he's like, he's taking notes. And he said, and did it help you? I said, yeah, and the Spirit of God helped me. And he just, okay, one of those women. <laughs> okay. 
But after that, it opened this incredible relationship with that doctor where I could speak about the things of God. And he was just open wide. And I think all that was probably for him. Because then he started asking me questions about Barry Smith and different things of the end times. All I could say was, oh, Barry Smith's coming to our church next week. Do you want to come? And he came. But it was all a plan. You know, that God works, maneuvers, shifts. But the thing is this. We don't have to put up with the fear, the anxiety, the worry. There's answers in the Bible. God's given us scriptures that we can, we can declare, that we can live by. He's given us a spirit of God that comes in and helps us. Now I'm going to ask someone to come up here and give a testimony. Because I, I think their testimony, when I heard their story, I was just like, people need to hear that. We need to hear this testimony, even though it was, I, I don't know, 30 years ago. 30 years ago, it's still powerful. It's, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's life, it's living. And it did this family good. And so I'm going to ask Robin Mason to come up. And I'm going to ask her to share just what God did in her life 30-some years ago. Yeah? She's terrified. Give her a clap. We're with you. I said to her a while back, I said, Robin, your story, you need to share your testimony. You need to tell your kids your testimony. You need to tell those grandkids, our grandkids, your testimony, how God helped you. And she said, oh, I said, I'm going to get you up one day to share you. And she says to me, don't tell me, don't tell me about it. I'll, I'll freak out. So I didn't tell her. So this morning I said, so are you ready to give your testimony? I said, you've got to give your testimony. So here she is. Be kind to her and love on her. Because you'll be blessed by this testimony, I'm telling you. Thanks, Jane. <laughs> Talk about fear. It's like, uh, but I, I have a scripture. I'll, I'll get this out of the way first um, while you've been saying what you've been saying. And it's in Matthew, it's on the Sermon of the Mountain. Jesus, this is Jesus saying, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither toil nor reap nor gather into barns, Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And the crunch line, are you not of more value than these? And that's Jesus. Can I just stop you there one minute? Read that. What does that say? Therefore I tell you. <laughs> and, I was, and that's why they put the scripture up quick, because I already had it. Oh, look. It there it is. Okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Oh, it's down there. I could have looked up there. I was really trying hard to remember that. But um, it's an excellent scripture. Are we not of more value than these? And I think about that last song we sang and it said, who am I that you are mindful of me? I just want to let you know, God is mindful of every single human being. And that's the testimony in my life. 
that um, only a couple of years before I lost my husband at the age of 35, God put me in the path of other Christians. And I went to this lady's 70th birthday party yesterday in Toowoomba, Coralie Hannah from St George. They had just become new Christians. My husband and I and our kids were travelling through their place. And um, there was things on the walls and we challenged, or well, my husband more or less <laughs> challenged, what is all that? What, what's going on? We'd known them for some years. And they were just newly born again Christians. And Coralie just looks, oh, we're born again. And I can remember rolling my eyes. Okay, wackos. <laughs> no, truly, that's, I was an atheist, died in the wool, you know, it was all nonsense. And um, anyway, within 24 hours, God had me. She, because I started to ask questions and I really wasn't interested. I thought it was all fooey and I just asked a couple and she said, oh, Robbie, I'm a new Christian. I don't know. He, read this and read that. And I'm a reader and uh, we're out in the middle of nowhere in the sticks out there. So I had plenty of time. So I read and um, suddenly, without me even knowing it, God had my heart and all I could think of was, this is the truth. This is the truth. Why has no one ever told me this before? Um, and from that moment on, my journey was I came home to um, Mulgara and um, I just had, oh no, actually we were at Bow Desert at the time, living a long way out of town, had no one near me on a piggery and um, Coralie discipled me so well. She sent me boxes of books and tapes and I gave my heart to the Lord a hundred times in front of the TV watching a video and all that sort of thing. And um, I have to cut this a bit short. We moved over here to Mugra, um, and I was just so full up. I was so full of God, the Holy Spirit. I wanted to tell everybody, and I had. Um, I was talking to Coralie. I said, well, "What will I do? I, I want to go to church." And my husband's still there. He was born a Catholic, but um, you know, and my life was great. By the way, before all of that, I had no problems. God was not my crutch. I, I needed Him for nothing. Yet He got me, um, and. Uh, Coralie said, just find a church where they preach Jesus. And I ended up coming to this church. And that would have been 1990, 90 maybe, um, 91. I came one Sunday morning and I did, wasn't interested in the music, wasn't interested in anything else. Um, just wanted the word of God. I was hungry. I needed preaching too. I was very hungry. And listened to the sermon, but it was after that. And you said something about this, about love and the heart of, in a sermon a couple of weeks ago. It's what I remember was after all these people, Carol Gasky, um, you know, and Di, and, and all those wonderful people that were in the church then just coming around me. Here I am with these four little kids, um, never seen me before, and they just loved me and loved me, and I ended up going, going to the ladies' Bible studies. Anyway, said all that to say that I did not know then that, you know, probably 12 months I was going to lose my... Actually, I came after that, didn't I? No, no, I didn't. It was before that because I was going to the, to the ladies' groups every fortnight. I didn't come back here. He was a little bit not happy about that. Um, so I used to go to the fortnightly Bible studies. And then I lost my husband and then Jesus carried me and lifted me up. And a powerful testimony of that is that I, had, I was a, used to read The Voice of the Martyrs, Richard Wormbrand, you know, over in, where was he? Over in Romania. Um, he was imprisoned and he was, you know, a martyr for Christ. And I used to listen, read that newsletter. And I can remember going to God, oh, Lord, we're not tested here. Our faith is not tested. We're not persecuted. Everything's easy peasy. And I used to worry, have I really got enough 
faith? Does if if something wasn't quite right, would I trust God? Oh boy, you know, it was sort of just after that that I lost my husband tragically in a car accident, and all of a sudden, I just was like after the grief for the first moment, but almost not long after, ten minutes later, it's like the joy of the Lord just filled me because I realised. I do, I have faith, because I immediately leant on Jesus and his love and his power, and he lifted me up on eagle's wings, and I have a hundred testimonies of that. Just one quick one, I won't go into everything else. I do remember being very fearful. I had four small children, two of them were little boys, and um, a fear I had is how am I going to raise these kids, particularly these boys, on my own. And... Um, one night and I was in the bathroom in my old house in Crofty Road and I opened my eyes after weeping and there was just, it was like that, the words that you, that are up on, there was just all this writing on the bathroom wall and it was VJ wall, it was all in the writing on the wall and it was just God saying to me, um, your children have lost their earthly father but I will be their heavenly father blah, 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 and I've actually got that written down in a little notebook because um, it was it was just there, boom, in front of me and I saw it. Um, and, yeah, God cares for all of us. Who am I that he is mindful of us? I just want to encourage you, God is mindful. He had me saved at a time when he knew I was going to need him, his love in my heart to lift me up on eagle's wings, and he really, really did that. Thank you. So do not be anxious about your life. God's there. She didn't want to get up. Now I can't get it out. But the thing that really interested me was when she was going through the, the grief and the hard time, as you do, which is right to, to grieve, don't ever stop that. Just don't stay there. Um, the Lord gave her his joy. Powerfully, wasn't it? That's what got me because the joy of the Lord is our strength. It is our strength in times of need. And, you know, if any time now we've ever needed the joy of the Lord, it's now. Uh, depression is overtaking the generations. Fear, anxiety... That scripture I had there, Matthew 6, uh, that was the Holy Spirit, wasn't it? Did you see how God did that? Huh? Just, yeah, I know you didn't. But when it came up, I gave that to Joanne out of my notes. But it says, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on it, is not life more than food and clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet our God feeds them, doesn't he? And he has everything for them. But are you not more valuable than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one little cubit to your stature. That's what my Bible says. Like those little three years. 
their everything to the 60. Yeah? But who can add one extra day to their life by worrying? You can't. And yet we have generations bound up by fear because of what they listen to by the media, by their mates, some by their teachers. And yet the Bible tells us in Jeremiah 33, 3, call on me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know yet. How good is that to know that? That's why it's important to know our word. We need to know our scriptures so we can have that peace at any given time. Just like that, the Holy Spirit brings it out of you, brings it out. As soon as you come up against something, there's a word, there's a scripture, there's a word. If it's in there, it'll come out. Yeah, God will use it. He'll give you that perfect peace. That surpasses all our human understanding. The Bible tells us in Philippians. It says here, I'm going to read that. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be known. And the peace of God, which surpasses all our understanding, will guard our hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. And here's something. Here's something for us. Here's something our generation, our young generation need to, well, we need to hear it, never mind the young generation. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever's truth, whatever is noble, whatever is just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, report. If there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. That's our key. Meditate on these things, not on everything else. Not on all the woes and the woos and the oos and the Jews. Not the Jews. <laughs> meditate on the Jews. <laughs> we need to be praying on them, but you know what Jews I meant. Meditate on the good things. Get your head in order because there's something good in the world to think about. And it's him and his bigger plan and his picture that he's got for you and I. Because he sees us worthy through Jesus Christ. Amen? He sees us worthy through Jesus Christ. He loves us so much that he sent him to die on that cross for us. That we can have a sound mind. That we can have love. Perfect love that cast out all fear. That we can have the power of the Holy Spirit to literally walk us through this journey of life. Yeah? Am I talking to born-again, spirit-filled Christians? Yes. Yeah? Amen. Can I have the team back? I don't have to be a prophet of God to know that there's anxiety, there's fear in the room. Because it's been driven into us. We've been conditioned. God says different. And God wants to give us a perfect peace that surpasses all our understanding in this messed up world that we live in. 
Because why? Because he loves us. Because he loves us. He's got a plan for tomorrow for you. He's got a purpose for tomorrow for you. He's got something bigger than you're seeing today. Connie, God has still got a plan for you. He sees just you. And he still, he loves you. And he still has a plan and a purpose for your life because he loves you. Can we stand? I want to put it out there this morning. If you're, if you're struggling, and you don't have to be proud. We've all been at this place. We've all struggled with fear, anxiety, worry. But if you're walking through that this morning, you don't have to walk through it on your own. Like I said before, Jesus wants to give you perfect love that casts out all fear. And if you're struggling this morning or walking through that valley, we would love to pray with you because I believe it's the enemy's field ground, battlefield, so as to say. And if you continue to allow him to keep you there, oh, he'll do a good job at that. And you'll miss out on the full potential the full plan and purpose that God has got for you. So as we sing this song, if you'd like prayer, we would love to pray for you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you were blessed with today's message. You can connect with us at firstfamchristianchurch.com.